Welcome back to Silk Flowers and Paper Mache Hearts. We are your hosts, Eric Hart and Ashley Flowers. And this week, we are going to be talking all about internships, specifically unpaid internships. It's been all over the news, all over the social media. Which is awesome. And now we're having all these different conversations online, what we can be doing to help the situation, solve the situation. And so we thought this would be a great opportunity to kind of chat about our thoughts on the matter and where we're hoping this will go. Yeah. There was a Facebook group started specifically for theater unpaid internships. And within two weeks, it was up to 5,000 members. And all of them talking about all the different aspects of uh, unpaid and underpaid internships. And uh, even in the acting world, there's pay to play, actually, where you have to pay to work for somebody. Oh, yeah. Um, Yeah. Since we're in the middle of a theater shutdown and we're all not working for the first time ever and we're going to continue to not work, Mm -hmm. we all have a lot of time to think about what actually works with theater training and education and what doesn't. And hopefully try to make these changes before we all come back so we're not just repeating what was broken in the first place. I also feel that with us being shut down for such a long time that the opportunity of unpaid internships could increase. You know, a lot of people could be using the excuse of, oh, we've been shut down for so long. We just don't have the money, but, you know, we really want to do this, you know, yada, yada, yada. And so I think what Eric just said is this is a great opportunity to figure out how we can come up with a creative solution so we don't get into this pattern or we see it become a larger problem because of our shutdown recently. Yeah. And there's been a lot of other action on other fronts. I don't know if you've seen the uh, We See You White American Theater group that uh, put out a 31-page document Mm -hmm. listing um, demands for changes. So Mm -hmm. they are definitely working on much bigger issues than this. Uh, One of them actually was the issue of unpaid internships. So this is, you know, kind of a small part of it, but uh, something we can still talk about it because everybody, I think everybody who works in theater probably went through one or almost went through one. (laughs) Right. Yes. (laughs) Definitely. Yeah. I know I have definitely done unpaid internships in props and in other aspects of theater, I've done an unpaid internship that was a general management internship in New York. It was actually at a Broadway house. And it was a little crazy of an idea of, okay, you're going to move to New York for six months. You're going to do this internship, but you're not going to be paid. But you're going to be in New York and you're going to have to figure out your housing. And of course, to a young student, I was like, of course, I'm going to be working on in a Broadway house. I, yeah, I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. I'll make it happen. I'll make it happen. And you know, it was a great experience. But then looking back, it's like, how? Like, I was working insane hours and not like not getting paid. And I don't think I would, if I know the knowledge that I do today, I don't think I would have taken that opportunity at that time. Mm-hmm. Because it is a lot. You do get a lot out of internships. And I think they are wonderful and amazing. However, I think it's very important as artists that we are still valuing ourselves and knowing our worth. Yes, you shouldn't be going into an internship and be like, I need $5,000 for this week. You know, obviously you're, you don't know as much, so you shouldn't be paid out the wazoo, but you should be paid for your time, especially if you're doing internships that involve more 
working on shows and less actually learning about how to do props, in my opinion. Because I think there are internships where you just go in and you're just working on the shows, you're doing the work, you're creating props that are going on stage, you're working nine to five hours, sometimes more, especially if you're in summer stock situations. And then there are internships that you are truly learning, like you're actually taking time out of the day to learn how to wood crane or to learn some carpentry skills. And I think there's a big difference in internships in that sense. And then there's also the breakdown of the ones that are paid versus not paid and why. Yeah, there's a, I would say in theater, there's a whole big thing with jobs disguised as internships, yes. especially in summer stock, but throughout the year too. It's like, if it's a job, it should be paid. And a lot of these places they get, um, in some cases, it's just like the entry level positions they call internships. There's other places where their entire production staff is basically interns mm-hmm. um, doing the the job of producing, you know, building the production elements and putting it on a show for a ticket buying audience mm-hmm. and uh, uh, but not getting paid for it. Uh, their jobs um, disguised as internships. And then they somebody probably tells them it needs to be educational. So they kind of slap this educational veneer on mm-hmm. it where it's like, oh, you, here's one seminar you get to go to over right. the whole summer or here's a couple classes. And in some cases, it's like I've in my um, underpaid internship, they had a few classes and my show schedule meant that I wasn't allowed to go to the classes. Oh, goodness. <laughs> They're like, oh, sorry, you, your apprenticeship can't go to the classes because you're running the show. Oh, sorry. That's horrible. <laughs> so they, you know, these places will promise these things and the job description and the job interview. And then you get there and they actually, they're not even doing it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they're already operating at this like semi-legal space uh, on paper, yeah. but then in reality, it's like they, they've taken away all educational aspects. So I feel all work should be paid. Yeah. Even if you're entry level, even if there's some on the job training, you can still get paid to do that. Mm-hmm. I think if we're talking about what kind of internships should actually uh, still exist, they would be they would be a lot more rare and preferably tied to some kind of educational institute you know Mm -hmm. it's there's definitely room for job shadowing i know a lot of people will do that um or like volunteering that sort of thing but uh if you have a set schedule if you get in trouble for not showing up if you have Mm -hmm. to produce like a specific thing within a specific time frame that's a job exactly that's not educational so but I wanted to ask you because you did the Yale internship, which is actually a little different than most of these internships. And I wanted to hear what that was like. So at Yale, I did a one-year program. It's called their technical internship program. And you have that in props or costumes or scenic or sound. And obviously I chose to do props. And what that is, is a one-year program where you take half of the classes that a MFA student would be. So technically, you're a part-time student. You do pay half of tuition because you are a part-time student. And on top of that, when you're not in class, you're in the shop actually working on shows and using the skills that you're learning in class in the shop, which was wonderful and amazing 
to me, it felt not necessarily as an internship. It kind of felt more. So I don't really like to call it an internship, um, but that is, you know, what it is technically called at the program at the school. Um, I got lucky and had financial aid. So I didn't have to, you know, out of pocket pay half tuition for Yale, which is expensive. And they do a great job of financial aid, I think. And so to me, it didn't necessarily feel like an unpaid internship because it felt like training. It felt like school because I was actually taking classes. I was actually working on those skills that I was learning in classes. So to me, it you know it didn't feel like an internship. It didn't feel like a thing that I have done in the past where I have done internships where I was not getting paid and I was just working. I wasn't learning. I Well, I was learning, but not necessarily learning in that aspect, if that makes sense. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like... It's like most schools where you work on the shows while you're taking classes. Exactly. Exactly. It felt more school, not internship. Um, right. Now, other internships that I have done that were truly internships um, were from summer stock. And I believe it's interesting. I have such mixed feelings about them because <laughs> I felt that there were great opportunities for me. But then at the same time, looking back, I'm like, wow, I did a lot of stuff for free. Why? Mm. Like yeah. I, I am a capable woman who can take direction, can show up on time and do work. It might not be, you know, the best work in the world at that time, but I knew that I could do something. I could produce something. I was willing to learn from my advisors. So why was I spending all of that time working for nothing? Right. And that I think is kind of the issue at hand. It's like, why are we why are we putting ourselves out there for an internship that really is just kind of a job at the end of the day and not getting anything for it? And I think this is a common thing in artists. What we do is we're paid with exposure, worth paid with opportunity. But any other profession doesn't necessarily do that. You know, you don't have a doctor going, Oh, well, I'm, you know, I'm, I get to do this, you know, assist the surgery and that's experience for me. No, they're good. They're still getting paid for it. Even if they're an intern at an institution of sorts, I mean, I can't speak specifically cause I'm not a doctor. So who knows? There might be other, <laughs> other issues right. at hand there. So I don't speak for that, but it seems uh. to me that artists have the habit of doing work so they can get their work seen and they can do things. And an internship just feels like another avenue of like, yeah, you get, look, you get to learn all this stuff. We're just not going to pay you. Yeah. And it's like, why or not? You get, to, you get to put our company on your resume. Yeah. You get to work at our company. Isn't that great for you? Right. Or, oh, the set designer. We're going to be working with this very famous set designer, you know, oh, having his name on your resume. Yeah. And I do understand to an extent that sometimes that is helpful. Sometimes that is nice having that on your resume. But is it really, it, it's still not, you know, it's, you, you need to be paid for your work. If you're showing up and you're working and you're not, you're not taking classes, you're not doing all of these other educational things, you're truly there working, learning on the job, then you need to be paid for your work. And then when it comes around to, you know, the upper people in theater and they're like, well, we don't have the money for it. If you have the money to throw on a half a million dollar production, pay all of your actors, all of your designers, your directors, your board of trustees, all of those, 
you can pay for an intern at minimum wage at least. Mm-hmm. It's, there's just there's yeah. no excuse to it. So I guess like we understand that that that's an issue. Then it's like okay, what do we do? What do we do next to make that viable? How do we fix the situation? And I think uh, you know something you said that uh, a lot of people have mixed feelings about this is there are a lot of us who who benefited from unpaid internships mm-hmm. and it was a good experience, you know, we'll talk about the ones that are bad experiences, <laughs> but uh, even if it's a good experience, um, the problem still is it's such a barrier to entry for a lot of people because not everybody can afford to work for free. Exactly. You're basically, you know, you're cutting out large swaths of people who can't take time off to work. Maybe they need health insurance or they have to pay for things. Maybe they're a caregiver. Um, you know, there's all sorts of reasons why people can't work for free, especially, you know, these ones in New York, it's how many people can't get housing if they're not working. I mean, I know exactly. if you you don't know anybody in the city, there's nowhere to stay uh, for free. So, um, you end up with this, like, uh, much less diverse, workforce than you would have in in several aspects and uh and and that's a problem then you know because you're you're limiting it to the same groups of people year after year the same people who already have these advantages and that sort of thing and exactly um, and i feel that i've been hearing a lot of theaters talking about diversity and how they how can they do better at diversifying their theater company and of course that is a, a larger topic but i feel that unpaid internships is a part of that conversation because we already know of, you know, everybody's been listening to the news. Everybody I hope has been doing their own research and educating themselves if they have not already that systematic racism is a huge issue in our culture. So therefore, if, you know, these theaters are wanting to be more diverse, then why are we doing unpaid internships and then excluding so many people who cannot afford to do that. And also internships are to be in the early stages of our careers. They're supposed to be like right when you start, you're fascinated by theater. And you're like, maybe I can do an internship or maybe I can learn about it. Like internship is the first thing you go to. And then if you're told, oh, well, it's unpaid, but you're going to be working 60 hours a week. But look at all these fancy things we're going to be giving you in the meantime. You're cutting out so many people. And if we want to improve and we move forward, then wouldn't you want that pool to be wide open that anybody would have access to? Yeah, I definitely noticed that since I've started teaching, because I'd I'd be asking my students where they're working over the summer. And some of them are like, oh, I have these offers from here, here, and here. And then I'll talk to other students. And it's like, well, I can't work here. I can't work here. I can't work here. Um because it's unpaid and they can't afford to do that <clears throat> and they're getting the the offers and they have the skills but they just can't build up that same amount of experience and it's just it's like monumentally unfair that people with the skills can't have the same kind of resumes so mm-hmm. you know by the time they graduate some of the students have awesome resumes with all the summer stock experience and other students they just have their degree yeah. And they basically have to start from scratch and uh, it's it puts them at a big disadvantage mm-hmm. for something that's not their fault. Yeah. And then it's kind of the, you know, the thought process of like, okay, then what do we do? How do, how do we solve this as, you know, for us as props people, we're, we're not high up on the totem pole. 
So we don't really have much pull with, you know, the board of directors and the artistic director and all of that. So then it's like, okay, then what do we do? Do we, do we start boycotting unpaid internships? But is that actually going to be successful? Because there's always going to be somebody who wants to work for free. There's always going to be somebody. Always going to be somebody. So that kind of feels unrealistic. And then do we start, you know, as a prop society or as a props community, start banding together and talking to theaters and creating a a list of these are the things that we need. I think it's been great that this Facebook group page has started because so many conversations are happening and it's so fascinating reading the comments and thinking of people's like different perspectives on the matter. When I know for me, I'm like, well, this is it. This is the situation. This is the solution. And they're like, oh, wait, there's, you know, obviously there's other thoughts to that. I'm not always right. And so I think keeping up the communication and still brainstorming on what we can do to better the situation, because I think we can all agree that unpaid internships just isn't great. Like I'm, I feel that that's an agreement everywhere. I think it becomes disagreeable when you get a little bit higher up with, you know, the people who actually handle the money. Oh, for sure. They would love to keep doing it. <laughs> yeah, because it saves them money. But it goes back to what I was saying before. If they have the money to put on a show, they have the money to pay an intern. Yeah. You know? And or they have to think of some other way to do it, you know. Yeah. Like And it's interesting because I remember in New York City, I was prop mastering a show and I was like, I need an assistant. And they're like, well, we can't afford an assistant, but I'll give you an intern. I said, okay, what is that intern fee going to be? And they're like, well, what do you mean? I was like, I'm not hiring anybody unless you give me a number. And sometimes they were like, oh, here, you know, we'll give you $200 for an intern. I said, okay, then they're only going to be working $200 worth. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm sure I upset a lot of people, but it's like, if we don't put our foot down and we aren't you know, as prop masters demanding the same fair rate for the people that we're hiring, then like, are we doing a good job? Because we should be fighting for our employees just as much as we would fight for our contract. And I think that gets to the second part of unpaid internships is so many of them are exploitative. Yeah. And the interns are treated really, really poorly. Um, you know, part of this is just if when you devalue the work and you're not paying the interns, then you kind of look at them as like not being worth anything. It's like, oh, mm-hmm. we don't have to give them a break. They're not getting paid. Oh, they could keep working. They could pull an all-nighter to finish this. They're not getting paid. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't have to you know, treat them with respect. They're not getting paid. And so you have all these programs and companies that uh, are downright abusive. Yeah. And it starts with the interns. Mm-hmm. You know, They don't treat the interns right, and they, they end up with anxiety and stress and – um, feeling like they're not worth anything and feel like it's their fault or something like that. And they just ingrain all these uh, toxic mentalities into their heads of like, oh, this is how the real world works. You got to work like this. This is how it is everywhere, that sort of thing. Oh, I hate that and excuse. Like, <laughs> I hate, like, oh, it just drives yeah. me insane. It's like, okay, if this is how it is, then why aren't we trying to change it? Yeah. You know, if we agree it's wrong, then maybe we do something and we stop saying, oh, well, this is how it's been. This is how it always is. No, change it. Yeah. And what's always like, what what really gets me is, 
these same theaters will be putting on shows about like the working class people and how poorly they're treated. And it's like, have all these like published values that they talk to their donors about. And then, you know, inside the shops, they're making their interns work all night long without a dinner break Mm -hmm. to, you know, build something. I remember my very first internship was in Utah. And I I don't remember if it was paid or not. I think it was like, it was like a stipend or something. Um, But they did, uh, you know, do housing, which was, you know, at least I didn't have to worry about paying for housing. Um, But I remember my boss coming up to me like day one or day two. And I think, yeah, it was day one. We had just, you know, introduced everybody and we talked about how the summer was going to go, who was doing what show, yada, 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 yada. And I remember later she pulled me aside and she was like, just so you know, you were the intern, but that does not mean that you are worth anything less than anybody here. She's like, you will never go and get us coffee because I don't believe in that. You you are here to learn and you are here to be respected. And I just want you to know that you're not going to be treated as interns that people think interns are treated. Like you are a valuable part of this team and that is how you'll be, you know, you will be treated with respect. And, you know, I'm paraphrasing because that was so many years ago. Um, mm-hmm. But that had that stuck with me. I was like, oh, I'm a person. <laughs> like, like, as dumb as that sounds, you're just like, oh, right. I'm not here to be the mule. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, I'm the one with the less experience, but that doesn't mean I'm the mule and I don't get respect. And I wish, like, I don't know. I feel like that needs to be said. And now that I'm saying out loud, I feel like I should have said that to previous interns that I, you know, that had interned for me because it, it, it is, it's like, Oh, you're the intern. You know, there's always this connotation of negativity with the word intern. And I think that's why I had such a problem with the word intern at Yale because it was like, you know, when you say, Oh, I, I did an internship. It, it doesn't sound as much as it was. But yeah, I think the the biggest thing is that the reason we do internships is to bring young people into our industry. That is, to me, seems like the main goal, but it's treated as the way to get cheap labor. It always seems uh, strange that internships are used to introduce people to how to work in theater, but since so many places have replaced all their entry-level positions with internships. There's no real entry-level jobs for these people once they finish their internships. Mm -hmm. It's like, we're preparing you for a career in this field where all the work is done by uh, unpaid people. Right. (laughs) It's like, well, then what are you actually preparing them for, you know? Exactly. Exactly. It's it's supposed to, you know, jumpstart your career. And if it's just every theater is now turning to just, oh, we got to save money, got to save money. Then what are then what's the point of it? Why are what are we actually mm-hmm. getting involved here? And I feel that I I've talked a lot to other you know young prop artisans, young prop masters about like well how much how much do you get paid on a show like this? How much you know how much should I ask for? Or what should I do? Because we don't talk about we don't talk about that, and I think that's an issue. We need to be talking about what our worth is as artisans. So then maybe people who are looking at unpaid internships will realize that there are other options for them and that that they deserve more. Like you deserve better. Yeah. And I think anybody who's um, looking to get into 
the theater industry or any industry uh, related to props, um, you should know that there are jobs out there that do pay that train you. Yes. Um, definitely when you're looking at the job boards, there's a few like offstage jobs and a few of the Facebook groups that now make it mandatory to post what the jobs pay because a lot awesome. of times these unpaid internships will try to hide that. And I've heard of people who have gotten like halfway through an actual in-person job interview before it's revealed that it's an unpaid position. Oh my gosh, that's ridiculous. <laughs> and if you're not ready or willing to do that, you shouldn't be wasting your time. So y- you can definitely find jobs that are paid, yeah. you know, and, and, and so that's a good start. I was reading about in film, there used to be tons of unpaid internships and they sort of like six or five or six years ago, a series of lawsuits started happening, starting with uh, Black Swan and unpaid mm. internships on that, but pretty much with every company over the next couple of years. And so now, um, before it used to be like thousands of unpaid intern positions at every single major Hollywood company. And now there's maybe one company that has like three positions. So they wow. managed to basically get rid of almost all of it just through a couple lawsuits. And so I'm one, you know, I would hope that theater would change without the need for a whole bunch of companies to get sued. Right. But, um, you know, that, that is, that is a possibility if it continues. Yeah. But I don't know if that actually gets, you know, removes the sort of larger systemic issues that, um, unpaid internships are just like a symptom of, you know, Mm -hmm. that's not going to make theaters less racist. It's not going to make theaters less classist. It's just going to make them shift around how they deal with entry-level jobs. Yeah. But you hope it's like it's in the right step, you know? Yeah. It's like the best thing that we can do is having these conversations and figuring out solutions and then like acting on them, not just sitting around Mm -hmm. talking and be like, Oh, this is, this is how it could be. This, you know, actually doing something like, what are we actively going to do once we have, you know, once we have a plan, then we need to act on it because if we're just going to sit here, talk about it and not act on it, then we're a part of the problem too. And these theaters, you know, since it's a pandemic, there's so many theaters that are going to have to, rebuild their entire budget from scratch yeah. when they get up and running and rebuild their staff up from I mean everything's going to have to be restructured anyway so right like this is the perfect time to fix all of these flaws that we see and encounter every day yeah this is the time to fix it i mm-hmm. mean when when other time do we have all of this downtime i never right. that's yeah. unrealistic <laughs> you know this isn't our lives we're used to crazy hours and also downtime yet we're all tired (laughs) and also i was going to say earlier when you were mentioning how offstagejobs.com has what you're going to be paid for all these internships and everything or jobs such i do find it important that if you're given a stipend for a summer i usually take that and i divide it by how many weeks i'm gonna be working to see what my weekly rate is going to be, or if you want to know, divide it by hourly, even if you want, just to see is like, is it actually worth it? Because I, I do fear that some people, you know, they see something, they're like, oh, it, it's at least two hundred or five hundred dollars, but then that's for the whole whole summer. You're gonna live, you know, live off the whole summer five hundred dollars. You're worth more than that. Anybody yeah. who can come to work on time, 
have a good attitude, you're worth more than $500 a summer. Mm-hmm. Plain and simple. I don't care what your skills are. You're a human being and you're worth more. Yeah. Well, I think <laughs> we're about <laughs> up on time. I know I can go on and on about this topic, um, uh-huh. but we will wrap it up. And I hope it, you know, gave a lot of people some thoughts and you're getting active and you're trying to help figure out a solution. And if you're really interested, make sure to join the group. What was the name of the group again, Eric? Uh, the Facebook group is uh, Lift the Curtain. Yeah, Lift the Curtain. So definitely if you're wanting to get more involved and understand more, be sure to check that out. And this has been another episode of Silk Flowers and Paper Mache Hearts with your hosts, Eric Hart and Ashley Flowers. We'll see you next time.